All right, so Super Bowl 53 was probably one of the worst Super Bowls that I've ever watched in my entire life. Uh, I was watching it at my boy Chad's house. Shout out to Chad, Christopher, and Liz. Uh, they allowed me to come over to their place and devour their food and watch the game and be merry. However, I was not merry. I was actually getting sleepy. Uh, very lackluster game, to say the least. Uh, congrats to the New England Patriots on winning the game. I guess. I mean, I guess this now solidifies Tom Brady as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. All that's fine and dandy. Uh, so I'm uh, watching this episode of the NFL Network on my on my laptop. And so I just thought to myself, well, let me do some commentary on this. So uh, sit back, relax, get some popcorn. We're going to try to break this game down. Ladies and gentlemen, for the sixth time in franchise history, the New England Patriots are world champions. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Six times. You know, there's no question now at this point. I mean, no matter how we can say how much... We hate this all we want. We can talk about how we hate Tom Brady, but at this point, Tom Brady has solidified himself as the best quarterback in NFL history. Bill Belichick has solidified himself as the best head coach of as the best head coach in the NFL history. Um, consistency, consistency, consistency. That's all. That's all they've done. All they do is win, man, and we hate them. <laughs> you gotta admire. You gotta admire how they get the job done, though, man. They beat whoever's in front of them. That's what it's all about. Welcome here to NFL Game Day Prime, presented by Mercedes-Benz, Brent Lewis, Super Bowl champ Will Blackman, Super Bowl champion GM Charlie Casserly, Tom Brady, now the proud owner of more Super Bowl rings than any other player in NFL history. A.K.A. GOAT status is what he is. Um, And, I mean, if you just look, I'm 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 looking at the stats now. The Patriots did everything that they needed to, to do to win this game. <clears throat> I figured that if the Rams were going to run out of uh, out of twelve personnel, I figured that the Rams were going to win this game. But they couldn't even they couldn't get any rushes. They 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 couldn't gain any yardage on the ground. I mean, you got Todd Gurley with ten rushes, thirty five yards. What? Ten? Look. I don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley, man. Obviously, this man is hurt, dude. He's hurt. Something's go- Maybe he's going through some sort of a mental collapse, man. I don't know. The brother's been hurt since the Cowboys game in the, in the, uh, in the divisional round. He's been hurt, man. And Sean McVay has done a poor job of trying to mask that. And I think Todd Gurley, you can kind of tell in the interview, you could tell he wasn't re- 100% ready to go, man. And, that's, and to be honest, he's their most dynamic player on that, on that offense. I said that on the podcast this morning. He's he's your he's your offense. He's your, you're paying him as an offensive weapon. I figured they were going to line him up at wide receiver. I'm not sure if they did. I don't remember, but they weren't creative with him at all. They didn't get him the ball in space. C.J. Anderson got a lot of touches, but that's that's how it works. This offense is not going to run with Jared Goff. You, it can't start with Jared Goff. Sorry. Everything that everything that I said that they needed to win this game, they didn't do at all. They didn't establish the run. Jared Goff ran a lot of play action, but he was missing a lot of his targets. He had a lot of deer in the headlight moments. You know, took a lot of sacks he shouldn't have been taking. Doesn't he just? Oh man, he was. He was he, Jared Goff was bad, man. He was bad. He was nineteen to nineteen to thirty eight, two hundred twenty nine yards and an interception. Neither quarterback scored a touchdown this game. And the last quarterback to score a touchdown in this game was Nick Foles. I believe he had four. So, 
Oh, my bad. I think he had three. Maybe three or four. I don't remember. But, yo, when you have two quarterbacks. But but the Rams defense did their thing, man. I got to give them props. They did their thing. They did all they could, man. All they had to do was score points, and they couldn't even do that. One for the other hand now. A 13-3 Patriots victory makes them the champions in Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. Tom, 21-35, 262. No touchdowns, didn't have an interception. Sony Michelle, the rookie out of Georgia, first-round draft pick for the New England Patriots this year, accounting for the only touchdown of the ball game. And he did a, he did a really good job of running the football. Man, I knew Sony Michelle was going to be a, a, a special running back. But for him to be an impact player, like, he took so much pressure off of Tom Brady tonight. So much pressure, man. He, he, he's, a, he's for real, man. Like, he, he's, the, he's the better of the two backs between him and Nick Chubb. But Sonny Michel was a game changer. Because if they didn't have him in this game, I don't think they would have won this game. I, I, that's just my opinion. 94 yards. Julian Edelman, though, my favorite, maybe, for the MVP. Oh, 10 catches, yeah. 141. And Julian Edelman was gashing him, man. He was killing uh, Aqib Tlaib tonight. He was killing him. <laughs> and Marcus Peters. Look, it didn't matter, man. They didn't want Marcus Peters traveling with Julian Edelman, but he was killing him tonight. He was. A.K.A. Mr. Zone Busker. This is the biggest source of offense in the pass game for the Patriots on this day. Uh, Charlie, uh, your first thought here of the Patriots Super Bowl champions for a sixth time. You, you know, we were fortunate in Washington. We won three. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing in itself, right? They want three more. <laughs> they are now tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers for the most Super Bowl wins all time in NFL history. Both franchises with six. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just happy to get to my one. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. alone, what was it? They went to nine and won, and won six? Yeah. That's, that's and unbelievable. Six. My God. And, and, they, and remember now, um, our championships came before free agency. Right. The Steelers four with Noel before free agency. Now you're talking about, yes, you got Brady and you've had him for the whole run, but the rest of the team keeps moving. That, that's the amazing. Brady's the only constant that has stayed on this team. Uh, they've had a lot of running backs come in or come and go. Defensive linemen that have come and go. Linebackers that have come and gone. Uh, wide receivers. I mean, you had Tom Brady with Randy Moss, man. Who'd have thunk that they lose to the Giants? Who'd have thunk that? Okay, the year when they had those, the, when they had the uh, the best tight end tandem, I would say in NFL history. Period, because Bill Belichick was one of the first people to implement a two tight end system. When you have Aaron Hernandez and you had uh, Gronk, and they still lost. Now Gronk has been he's he's been here for a minute too, but I think he's got three. But the fact that they just continue to move, man, that, that that's you got you can't help but admire you can't help but admire that. I'm sorry. Thing. You know, there have been some other great quarterbacks during this period. You yeah. know, Roethlisberger ain't all bad. Right. Trash. Uh, the Peyton guy Manning, up in Green yeah. Bay ain't all bad. Peyton Manning ain't bad. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, if he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. But dude, he's got to step his game. I can't even say step his game up, man. Like there's not much that they can do now. Eli but but yep. to be able to adjust this team from year to year. And, 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 and last I checked, that first Super Bowl, Ben Roethlisberger won. They were carried by that defense in the running game, which is what should have happened with Jared Goff. But he was exposed tonight. Adapted uh, the way Belichick has done. Uh, 
that that's probably the greatest accomplishment uh, that we've seen here in modern times. Well, and, and the two mainstays in those six championships, Belichick and Brady, now two more Super Bowl wins than any other head coach and quarterback combo. Chuck Noll, Terry Bradshaw, as you mentioned there with the Steelers, four uh, are second. Uh, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, third with three. So, you know, at 41 years old, well, we've got a Super Bowl champion quarterback in Tom Brady. Uh, and, it, you know, if we look at this game, it was an odd game, right? It was the lowest yeah. scoring, second lowest. Yeah, this is not what I expected, man. I didn't expect this at all. Again, something's going on with Todd Gurley, man. And I would love to see what they're going to do at the end of the season or how they're going to address that. Because he's not been playing like himself. Scoring first half, the lowest scoring game through three quarters. Uh, at that point, just a couple of field goals on the board. It, it just no team was it was ever ready to really run away with it. And then we finally got our touchdown in the fourth quarter on the first snap of either team <laughs> in the red zone. Was that Sony Michelle run? Well, we we talked about offense so much this postseason. We've seen a lot of offensive talent. Everyone was in love with what Patrick Mahomes was yeah. doing offensively. We talked about McVay, his his mind, which got them nowhere, and which got them nowhere. But this was definitely, and that's no offense to Patrick Mahomes. You know, shout out to him for being the MVP, but. You know, when it comes to the Super Bowl, it's a whole other beast. A well-executed game plan defensively on both sides of the yes. ball. And that's exactly what, that's what entertaining about it. It wasn't boring at all. It was great execution on both sides. Yeah, it, yeah, and it seemed lackluster, but I think, but I am going to rewatch the, the full game. I missed part of the game because um, I was at work. But I, I, I did enjoy, it, it was just like, to me, it looked like a chess match. Um, and I'm so used to the high scoring and I'm used to all that. But this was a chess match. And the score doesn't do it. This was a much closer game, in my opinion. This was a much closer game if Jared Goff just didn't be Jared Goff. <laughs> you know, this is a much closer game than what the score indicated. I mean, it, well, no, it really wasn't. It was a 10-point game. But I just anticipated on the Rams being a little more creative. Sean McVay looked lost, and Bill Belichick had his number tonight. And and what a way for um, the coordinator Brian, Brian Flores, Flores yeah, to, to go out, out. Sure, to go out, right? You know, yeah. um, definitely. And, then, and he calls the defenses. He yeah. does. I know. Give me exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. He, Let he, him know that he, he calls, calls the plays. And he installs. Obviously, Bill Belichick has he oversees the no whole question thing. about yeah. that. If Bill walks in the room, hey Brian, run this coverage. We're Brian, gonna run that coverage. Brian's going to say yes, sir. I will. <laughs> but, the, but the bottom line is, Brian calls the game. Yeah. And, and he, he uh, not only that, like I said, he, he installs it. So, uh, uh, hey, goes out with a Super Bowl, and now he goes to Miami. With a job tomorrow, right? That's yeah. right. Uh, pretty good <laughs> well, deal. No, no so. question. Yeah, he's going to help that Miami Dolphins defense out a lot. Brian Flores, I think, was a good pickup. So, uh, Charlie, were you surprised at the way the Patriots were able to get pressure on Jared Goff? And not at all, because Jared Goff is an enemy of his own self. He's his own worst enemy, man, because once you get – I, I was watching an episode once on NFL Network where they said they described Jared Goff as calm, cool, and collected. No, he may look calm on the outside, but on the inside, man, he's panicking. Um, it's easy to confuse Jared Goff because when you're at the line of scrimmage, when he's at the line of scrimmage, and you have Sean McVay who has to be the brain for him, he can't think on his own. Like, he, he can't. And Jared Goff has the talent. He has, I feel like he has the talent to be a great quarterback. But mentally, he's just not there yet. I don't think he's there. Simple as that. I, I think. I, and, and to be honest, I like his. I like. I like what he can be. But what he is now, he's got a long way to go, man. A long way to go before you, because you can't put the team on his back. 
You can't. And if you ask me, I'd say the Rams actually carried him. They carried him to the Super Bowl. He didn't carry the Rams to the Super Bowl. He made he made some of the he he made plays that you know that needed to be made. But for the most part, you can't. It's kind of like, kind of like a teenager that has it that has their driver's permit. You can't like, and they want to get, they want to get their license. You can't give them the keys to drive on their own yet. That's what Jared Goff is. And I made an analogy where I said that maybe Jared Goff is that kid who, you know, he has to stay home for a little while and before he can go out and do his own thing. That he's gonna have to stay a little bit longer now. <laughs> to force him into some bad throws. Had a solid season. He did have a solid season, but he. I don't. I just don't think mentally he's ready, man. Nineteen to thirty-eight for two twenty-nine. I guess the offensive line of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. Well, they may okay. They're offensive line of the year. Uh, you know. Well, maybe we want to recount that vote now, fast, Okay. Again, they did. They played well, but the Patriots have a good offensive line too. You know, think about that. So what happened was, it's you start with Gurley. If you stop Gurley. You take away the bootleg and you take away the... Oh, then before he finishes, you take away the bootleg and you take away the play action, which is what Jared Goff likes to do because he doesn't want to be in the pocket throwing. And it's weird because a lot of his his best throws come when he's on when he's in play action. He he's he is a pocket passer, yes, but he's more comfortable with, with, with getting away from the pressure of the defense. Because once he gets that pressure, man, it's like his 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 vision just goes he just goes blind. And he doesn't know what to do, and he just makes a dumb decision. Play action, and their offensive line overall is not that is not, not like terrifically athletic or right. big on the inside, so they're vulnerable. What the Patriots did a great job in the playoffs was was blitzing. They did a great no job. Question. They don't have any real good pass rushes except Flowers, but Highsmith, Van Noy, right and Chung, yeah. okay, Highsmith are all good blitzers. So they get the pass. And Dante Hightower was on his ass tonight, man. Man, he was on his ass. He was hawking him down, man. You got a guy who's 6'3", 270 or however much he weighs, and there, man, just clamping down on Jared Goff. He didn't stand a chance. It's rushed that way. And, again, that goes back to Flores and Belichick making the proper calls. Uh, it's been uh, it's been such an impressive run since 2001 for the Patriots, uh, winning Super Bowl 36 against the Rams, and now some interesting symmetry getting their sixth here also against you know you know when you think about this here yeah every one of them and they show the graphic eight points or less okay so they blew them out with 10 this time (laughs) but when you think about that you know that that's coaching poise conditioning in the fourth quarter they win all these games in the fourth quarter if you take this game if you just go to the second half and the fourth quarter sony michelle we said at halftime, give him the ball. Yep. Okay. Well, obviously Belichick was watching us, and you know, <laughs> yeah, so he go. made that adjustment. He really needed our advice, right? But Michelle, twelve carries, seventy-two yards. That's a six-point-zero average in the second half. That's a game. He was gashing them, man. And, and, and hey, and what did I say? Didn't I say if the Patriots are going to run the foot, and once they run the, if they when they run the football, if they can get to that second level and get to those small-ass linebackers, what was going to happen? They didn't stand a chance, man. Didn't stand a chance. Corey Littleton, you know, he played well. He played well tonight. I think he's the one that got that interception. But they just don't have they don't have the they don't have the front seven or the complete front seven to get the job done. When you have linebackers who can be bullied the way that they were bullied tonight.
worth of stats right there. Sure yeah. it is. Oh. Gronkowski, they found different ways to get him the ball on that key drive. The first one, they isolated with the linebacker, they threw it deep, so he makes two. Which is bad. I don't know what Wade Phillips was thinking, putting a linebacker on Gronk. Two big plays. We talked about White at halftime. They right. got him involved. In. Exactly. So there was a point in that second half where it all came together. It never came together for the Rams in this game. How about that last drive? Everyone in the building, everyone watching at home knew the Patriots are going to be running the ball, and they gashed them, Will. Absolutely. They gashed that Rams defense. Yeah, they, they went old school. They went uh, 1991, 1995, yeah. 22 personnel, I formation. Tight James Devlin was blowing their ass up tonight, man. <laughs> He was blowing their ass up. And offset. They just ran right at him. And, and you have to stop, especially today, now, nowadays in football. It's funny. Um, I know someone who's close to Saquon Barkley. And Saquon learned. He was like, these guys nowadays don't want to hit me. They don't want to hit. So Patriots were smart enough, like, okay, in today's game, let's be physical. Let's yeah. totally just blow through these guys. And it worked. Well, you know, kind of interesting along those same lines, Jalen Ramsey watching this game with all of you at home and said, would never have guessed the GOAT would win a Super Bowl without throwing a touchdown. That's a good tweet right there. <laughs> because they were able to run it, uh, especially in the second half. Sony Michelle gets – actually, you know what? We should give a lot of credit to Rob Gronkowski. Maybe he had the biggest catch of the game. Uh, tough one down inside the five-yard yeah. line, right, that gets the Patriots into the red zone for the first time. And that happens with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And then Sony Michelle in the very next play punches it in. But, I mean, Sonny Michelle's biggest runs outside of that TD came on that last drive, Charlie. No, it really did. And, again, yeah. you, you got to look at it. You wanted, you wanted to get at the linebackers of the Rams. They're undersized. They're smaller guys. They were able to do that at the end of the game. Now, how much did the time of possession weigh on that Ram defense that in their fourth quarter could not make the plays on Might the be. pressure on Brady or stop the run like they did early in the game? So time of possession is like a boxer hitting to the body. And in that last couple – A.K.A. with Charlie Castle saying, death by a thousand cuts. What does that mean? That means you get small paper cuts, and eventually those paper cuts tend to wear on you a little bit. And then you just, I mean, eventually you just die. You bleed out. Or the way I look at it, the Patriots were a python, and they were wrapping themselves around some sort of animal. Out of, you can imagine the animal, and they were just constricting the life out of them. That's, that's, that's basically what they did. Rounds, the head dies. Look at that box analogy. That's I good. love it. There. You know, I almost said fifteen rounds. Fifteen but, but nobody remembers fifteen rounds. Joe Lewis, fifteen rounds in my era. Patriots <laughs> had the ball for just over thirty-three minutes in this game, and uh, let's actually get you uh, to the Gurley Anderson comparison here for the Rams. Look at this. Combined seven. They had seventeen carries combined. Uh, what is this? Fifty-seven yards. <laughs> and they only complete. And I mean, this is crazy, man. They and like they and like the thing is, they needed Todd Gurley to have a big game today. That's who they needed to show up today, and he didn't. Once again, I know I keep repeating myself. That brother's hurt, man. Something's going on with Todd Gurley, man. And I got a feeling that the Rams won't be in the Super Bowl for a, for a minute, man, until they can get this figured out. They're gonna need Jared Goff to step up next season. He's going to have to step up. Like Sean McVay is going to have to take the training wheels off. You know, I know the media's giving him a lot of praise. He's the young gun. He's this, he's that. I looked at Jared Goff and not once did I ever say, huh, you know what? I think this guy can carry his team somewhere. He can't. They're conjoined to the hip. I think Jared's got the intangibles to be a great quarterback, man, but he's not, like I said, he's not there mentally yet. Because this was... 
This was a lot, and this dominated a lot of the. the this was very, very disappointing. Very even for C.J. Anderson, man. They wanted to put the game. They wanted to put the game in Goff's hands, and he couldn't deliver. In the conversation about the Rams leading up to the Super Bowl, would this be a, a bounce back game for Todd Gurley? How would the shit, the backfield share work out? Well, no, it was not a bounce back game. Uh, it, it was a bounce back game, actually. Todd Gurley bounced back like ten more steps. <laughs> he bounced back ten steps. Todd Gurley ended up with about 40 snaps in this game. C.J. Anderson a little bit less than that uh, with about uh, 20, yeah, half as many. But neither one of these guys were, were extremely effective in this game. Just 35 yards on the ground for Gurley on 10 carries. That's uh, obviously below 4 yards per carry average there. And then uh, C.J. Anderson had a couple of receptions, uh, two catches for 12 yards, which probably were his most impactful plays. Uh, but... Credit the Patriots and their game plan for being able to stop the run and, and being able to force Jared Goff into a bunch of untimely and inaccurate throws. And I, and I think that was the important thing. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, the Patriots are really good at taking away what you do very well and make Jared Goff beat us. Yeah. And I, and I, and he, look, man. Jared Goff couldn't. <laughs> uh, never mind. I believe they felt very comfortable. Like, okay, we put it in Goff's hands. We're not, we're not afraid of him. There's nothing really dangerous that we have to worry about. No, because he doesn't think. Jared Goff doesn't think. Sean McVay thinks for him. He thinks for him pre-snap. In, in the case with him. Well, let's go back yeah. to that, that interception, too, because the Rams were driving. This yeah. was one of their this was their best drive at the time. It had some big plays, and then they kind of went to the well twice on that drive with Cooks, uh, once incomplete and then once. And he threw that to Brandon Cooks. I, th I think he was, like, double-covered or something. Ended up being the interception. Well, the pressure. They got pressure, pressure got on the last one. Got threw it up there, yeah. and, and it got intercepted. Yeah, and it looked like his foot kind of slipped when he threw the ball too. Uh, and you know, pressure is more his was his weakness. Right. It showed up in the first half. It showed up during the game. The they difference. Really studied the Bears game because that's what you saw a lot of that. Well, the you Rams did playing the Bears, right? And and the thing that if if you looked at two quarterbacks, keeping it simple, Brady had not turned the ball over as you like through most of the season, whereas Goff had turned the ball over. That was a big difference between the two quarterbacks. You saw it versus pressure here. Brady found his rhythm in the fourth quarter of this football game. Yeah. Goff never really got his rhythm. That was one interesting thing. Where the Rams made plays was on Jones and McCourty at corner. They did it twice, a total of, I think, four throws in the second half. To me, once you find a weakness, stay with it. They stay with yeah. it. They didn't stay with it enough. Yeah, Sean McVay tried to get cute. Like I said, they wanted, they really wanted Jared Goff to get this MVP, and they, they, that's what they, that's what they were trying to do, man. And it'll be interesting, you know. I would, I would love to, to. Um, well, I don't know. This wasn't as devastating as the Seahawks' loss because the Seahawks were like maybe within two and a half yards of winning back-to-back -back Super Bowls. But it'll be interesting to see what Todd Gurley has to say years from now when he's retired. Like, what really, what was really going on with him, man? Or was he was he really going through some sort of a mental? Maybe it was a mental breakdown he was going through. Who knows? Up there now again, we can't see from television the coverages and things like that. But I want right. to get into one thing on the Patriots. Sure, we talk about taking away what a team does best. All right. Well, you know they're not the only team that understands how to do that. Right. But the one thing about them is you can write down what you have to do to win the game, and they execute it. Period. And the two things that hit me with them is when you watch them historically, is they get better as the season goes on. So why do they get better as the season goes on? One of the things that they do is they figure out what a player does well and then concentrate on that as the season goes on. There's no better fundamental team. When you watch their techniques, their technique sound, their corners, they get better as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. Their players get better. That 
So that's why, honestly, that's why uh, Chiefs fans, that's why they were able to take out Tyreek Hill. And for everybody that thought that uh, scheme uh, or that uh, pure talent was going to beat scheme, and, and uh, no, no. That's why they were able to take out Tyreek Hill. And to me, Brandon Cooks, I think, is a he's a really he's a he's not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but I do think that he can run a better route tree than Tyreek Hill. That's just my opinion. I'm sorry, don't kill me for it. But they were able to take what Brandon Cooks did well, man. They they bracketed him all night tonight, and they also garnered pressure on uh, uh, Jared Goff or gained pressure, got pressure on Jared Goff. Sorry, that's fundamental. So it's fundamentals and the ability to adjust to what players do and concentrate on that so when you go into a game and you say you got to take away girly all right how do you take away girly you set the edge and you discipline the gaps yeah. they set the edge and sit discipline That's the gaps. well every other team has the same plan these guys and week in and week out they change the plan but they execute the plan that's brilliant coaching and they've done it with how many coaches no, this Brian and Brian Flores did a great job. Right. But Patricia was before him. Right, yeah. And then another guy before him. And they have 53 MVP. 12 targets, caught 10 of them for 141 yards. Rob Gronkowski, your second leading receiver with 87 receiving yards on six catches. And if you would have told me that James White was going to be targeted four times and have just one reception, I'd have legitimately thought you were crazy. That's because Chris Hogan, he didn't get the ball at all tonight. Well, I mean, he had six targets, man, but either they were they were either overthrows or uh, Brady threw it in the in the, in the blanketed cover. Actually, matter of fact, it was Chris Hogan's fault uh, why they why they got that pick the first time. If if the Rams are watching any of the media outlets anywhere, every, everyone says James, James White. White. Take James care of James, James White. White. James White. But let, let's talk about Julian Edelman for a second here. Your Super Bowl MVP. Um, this is a guy who you know has, has missed the Super Bowl run with the Patriots when he was hurt. Um, was uh, part of maybe one of the best catches ever uh, in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yo, his hand was like the ball was like three point. Three three or sorry three point three three inches off the ground. Matter of fact, let me take that back. Point three 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 inches off the ground. Like he's got he look man he to me Julian Edelman's been a top ten receiver for the past like what nine years I would say probably about like maybe nine years about longer than that probably but he's clutch man. In the comeback victory over the Falcons, uh, and now with Super Bowl MVP, uh, and I'm already thinking about it now in the draft. Like, imagine if, if the Patriots get Hunter Renfro from Clemson. Oh, dude, they are going to be in trouble, man. The league's going to be in trouble again. <laughs> Pretty neat way to see how his career began to where it is now. Well, yeah, and just and just competing against him, he is nonstop for four quarters. He's extremely smart, he's extremely aggressive, and extremely talented. Um, well deserved. Uh, Ten catches from twelve targets. Yeah. They, li- they lined up everyone against him. Aki lined up on him. Peter killed him. Rope, killed him. It didn't matter. Killed him. He got open every single time and just great job executing with Tom. A.K.A. Well, they call Chris Hogan 7-11. But I'm going to call Julian Edelman 7-11. That, that, he was, uh, that dude was open a lot tonight. Brady. See, when, when I look at teams, I don't really look at much on X's and O's. I'm more of a personnel guy. So when I'm looking at the Rams, I'm saying, who covers Edelman? Well, Peters is not going to be able to cover him, and neither are Talib. Talib has stiff hips. He's not. Yes, yes, he does. Not a quick change of direction guy. Yeah, he's got linear speed, though. I will say that, and he does it. He does do a good job of playing the ball in the air. 
That I'll give him props on. So you got to be a quick change of direction guy. Peters never plays inside, and he's not a quick change of direction he's guy. He's a gambler too, so he, he is. Lot, yeah, yeah. He, he he should stop that. I think I believe this is what his third year. He's going to have to learn. They're going to have to learn to really get him to buy into the defense that they want him to run, because he's a gambler. Yes, and sometimes, but it's a good payout if he does if he makes the correct decision. If he doesn't, you you'll get burned. <laughs> That's just it's just as simple as that. Discipline gambler. Now you got Roby Coleman. Okay, he's a small, quick guy, and he looks good except when they throw the ball at this guy. So in scouting, you watch a guy move and you move. Hey, the guy can move. Yeah. He can change the rank. This guy got something to him. Except when you go to targets, then the guy falls apart. So he's not gonna. So I'm trying. Who can cover this guy? They don't really have one guy that can sit in there and cover him. Now you you want it. What you want to do to him? You want to be physical, the line of scrimmage, and cover a man. Press him. That's how you take away the guy. Right. Because he's not gonna stretch you down the field. No. He's gonna try to beat you laterally. But yeah. they don't have that guy. Right. And, Look, and the I mean, Patriots figured it out. Oh, and I noticed too, a lot of times with Roby, he had bad eyes. You know, especially with the deep. If you're covering a guy man to man, look at your man. Like, he'll run the, the option route. And then on the first, on the the first move, yeah. the guys look at the quarterback. Next thing you know, Edelman's going the yeah, other that's way. That's what I mean. I, I watched last week's game, uh, our, our, our girl Cynthia. Yeah. Okay. Analytics. Yeah. Okay. Did a great job. Said, this is a weakness in the team. All right. So you go back and you watch him, and I, I didn't know that. I could see why people think this guy might be good because his movement is good, his change of direction is good, right. his quickness is good. But when you just pull out the targets, that's what I do. I just give me all the targets. Well, he's not so good. Right. Those eyes, see? He's looking over here, and you're over there. See? Okay, so Julian Edelman, your Super Bowl 53 MVP, basically an impossible cover. Uh, now has 337 receiving yards in Super Bowls, which is behind only Pro Football Hall of Famer Lynn Swan and Pro Football Hall of Famer greatest wide receiver ever, Jerry Rice. 500 in. Goat Rice. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much, um, although I think I did say that the Super Bowl was pretty lackluster. I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I am going to rewatch it again tomorrow. Uh, even though I know that the Patriots ended up winning. Um, hopefully the Rams can get it together and they can figure something out next season. But it looks like they're probably not going to because Jared Goff, once again, is a goof. So we'll see how that goes. Anyways, I'm out. Thanks for listening. Good night.